you know, best practices. Let's go down the best practice list for podcasts. This is Auto Collabs. Number you one. You don't talk about the drink you're drinking on the podcast and then take no, a swig of it right after, I was going right? to say, um, hold on. make sure that Kyle is chewing something when you hit record. Number one, is, that means you can get the first word in. This is happening live. Second rule of podcasting. Don't try and purchase pre-sale Foo Fighters tickets because they're coming online right now. Right now. Get them, get them, get them, get them. Uh, tickets are about so to become available. Sit tight. Oh, I've never sat so tight. Wow. Don't the, don't the Foo Fighters come to Canada? They do, actually. Uh, You're acting Fighters, like you've never had the opportunity of Foo Fighters. before. No, but it's been, I haven't been to a show since 2008. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> no, Foo Fighters. <laughs> And opening actual, for Avril Lavigne. For Avril Lavigne <laughs> and um, Nickelback. And Nickelback played the same eight songs. I thought they great. were the same band for a while. No, I never did. I never <laughs> the did. Foo Fighters and Nickelback. Lay them over. Gonna, do the old, do the old come uh, kill me. you know, iMusic layover. Like, chord the progressions are exactly song. the same. No, they're very, same very song. different. Very different. Hey, very look, different. it's funny that we're talking about rock and roll at the beginning of this show because today's guest... Uh, kind of feels rock and roll to me. I don't know if he feels a little rock bit rock and roll. And, roll. and what I know about this crew and and Dealer Image Pro and Peter Duffy is like they're a little bit rock and roll. They're a little bit avant-garde. Little, yeah, like they don't really care what you think. They're gonna come with uh, with all the heat, with all the energy of what they're thinking. If you don't know that and want to like get a little sniff into what they're actually about, you can go search them on YouTube, find find their little video, and you'll be like, oh, I'm about to get into a thing, right? And Michael I mean, they can't handle himself after well, you no, said that. I find, and if you don't know who they are, they they had this dude, right? Like they had, they, they got this guy. The yeah. cow, oh, he's got yeah. the cowboy hat on. Cowboy hat on. He's, he's got guy, the cowboy right? hat. Did you have that sitting there for this intro, or no, you just have a cowboy hat in your hat it's, now because you live in it's Texas. Texas? It's Texas. It's, it's right next. To the the Mountie hat is right on the other side. It's like cowboy hat, Mountie hat. Uh, that would just, be contraband. Oh, it's property and, of the queen. <laughs> for some reason, he now wears boots to sleep. It's yeah. crazy. I don't know what's happening. Well, only, all of that said, we really, sleep. really hope that you enjoy this interview and, and conversation with Peter Duffy of the All right, we are hanging out with. In long form, Peter A. Duffy Jr. He, I think, for some reason, must have intentionally put that at his title. If you're watching the video podcast, Peter, thanks for joining us on Autoclabs today. Man. Thanks. Thank you, Kyle. All right. So my first question for the people that are just listening behind you, you've got a massive rock on the wall. Uh, it's not an actual rock. It's a picture of a rock. Is, does that like signify like anything in your life? Just let and me help the, the people on the audio. It's actually a mountain. <laughs> that is it's funny. actually a mountain. It's a, it's actually a very famous mountain. I'm pretty It's a famous mountain, and I know that. Mountain it is. It's Half Dome from Yosemite, which is arguably one of the most featured uh, rocks in the world, really. Yeah. Is yeah. that on an so, Apple screensaver at some point? <laughs> uh, it is, actually. So this is from a specific um, location up there and so it's pretty easy to get to uh but uh you know you can drive up there and everything but yeah are you um, a rock climber I, I believe that was the ios yosemite uh 
I'm <laughs> sure. Here we go. I'm sure it is. All I'm right. Sure so the right. real question yes. is like, right? Did you just buy it because it was the iOS Yosemite, or no, is there a special actually, you? Like, have no, you climbed it? Have you? I have not climbed Half Dome, but I've done a couple of other uh, bigger mountains. In fact, there's one far, far back there on the left called Cathedral, um, which is pretty amazing, and that's like the first uh, mountain climb that I've ever um, actually led the climb. Uh, where I placed the gear and then someone else was coming up and, you know, getting through it. Um, but yeah, I think the, uh, my entire life has been a series of climbing mountains, just like I suppose anyone else's. But um, <laughs> I often use those terms when I'm talking to our team, you know, like if we don't quit or if we quit, we're for sure not going to the top. So don't quit no matter what, even if we're second or third up at the top of the mountain, at least we got to the top. Don't worry about it. So we, I we just, use those I just had to I just had to guess that like a guy with a mountain picture in his background had some stories around the mountain picture. I took you the know? picture too, so like it's kind of good, right? Wait, Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> See And I built I'm the a camera. professional photographer, Kyle. And the what helicopter I was flying and I built that too. <laughs> and I was piloting it at the same time. You okay, thought for, someone, you thought I hung a picture on my wall that someone else took? Are you serious? Oh, that's that's all of my pictures. Well, yeah, yeah. So zero yeah, no. pictures. <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm a professional photographer. That's how we got to where we are with Dealer Image Pro, man. This is not a joke, right? So we're not just a little company that built an app and tried to sell it to auto dealers. <clears throat> we're the guys that actually did it on the ground with the keys and the boxes of keys in the cold and the hot and the running around and hurting. Yeah, but hands. I've I've met I've met those yeah. guys. And I used to run around on the lot with a lot of those guys in my reconditioning days. Yeah. And many of those were not professional photographers. Right. <laughs> so Taking pictures of Half Dome in Yosemite. Fair from enough. An epic position. Fair enough. <laughs> I think, I think, um, I think you're probably right, Paul. And I think that is why they are still lot photographers and I'm not. I mean, it is what it is, dude. Okay, well, tell tell us the story. We always like to ask people <laughs> how they made their way into automotive. Obviously, you made your way onto a lot with a camera, probably having a passion for photography before you started snapping three quarter shots of Malibu's. Um, how, how, <laughs> how did you? How did you end? <laughs> so, how did you end up in? <laughs> I hate I don't know. Nathan, hold on, Nathan, write that down. Snapping three-quarter shots of Malibu's. Malibu's. That's the title, all right? Boom. No, but yeah, how, how did you end up buddy. into the auto industry to begin with? How much time do you got? Oh, we have like no, 15 us... minutes left. Yeah, but we want to talk about so, other stuff too. Long story short, uh, I'm a licensed mortician. So right out of high school. <laughs> Obviously, right? Uh, yeah, that makes total sense. So obvious yeah. path. Licensed mortician, rock climber, professional photographer. I got it all, buddy. Jump out of airplanes. Um, no, so I uh, I was a mortician earlier on, and um, I had an opportunity to go to Japan and work uh, in Japan at a Japanese mortuary for about a year. And um, when I went, uh, I had kind of picked up videography, you know, high eight mini DV stuff, shooting my friends' bands, a lot of jackass stuff, you know, jumping in bushes and stuff like that, doing stupid stuff. And then. Um, a little bit later, when I got to Japan, I picked up a still camera. And then after Japan, I backpacked around the world for like three or four months and um, came back with all these really great pictures. And I'm, you know, flowers and butterflies and the Great Wall of China type shit, right? And so I get um, back and I start selling them in uh, bed and breakfasts and things like this. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe... Maybe I can be a photographer instead of a mortician all the time and, you know, this kind of stuff. And so I came out to California to be 
uh, California, uh, a photographer and, um, and it worked out okay at first, but uh, I went to school and got kicked out of school for not having enough money to finish. And, um, when I got through that part, I was like, well, I'm not going back to Connecticut. I'm not going back to new England. I'm staying here. I came to California to be a photographer. That's what I'm doing. And so, you know, waiting my way through the portraits and the weddings and all this kind of stuff, I found, um, one dealer, uh, had me take portraits of them or no, I did it for a school, uh, assignment actually, where I took portraits of them in front of a bunch of Ferraris. It was the Calabasas Ferrari dealership at the time in, in LA. And, um, they came out really cool. And I was like, Oh, okay. I kind of see where this is going. And the general manager had me go photograph, um, the Concorso Elegance. Have you ever been there in Monterey? Yeah, Concorso it's a very, yeah. very yeah. prestigious car show. Like if you ever thought you knew how much money there was in the world, you don't know until you go to this thing. <laughs> if you ever want to feel the, super the women with the babushkas. Yeah. yeah. If you ever see right yeah. lines of Ferraris post and pre-World War II cars, you know, this kind of thing. Oh. And so I photographed them. I mean, we're talking $6 million Audis and Ferraris <laughs> that are like really old, you know what I mean? And really well done. And so I came back from there and I gave all the pictures to him and he goes, Hey, these, we're going to use this for the auto group magazine, this kind of thing. And I was like, great, this is cool. And I kind of walked out of there and I was like, Oh, cars. I love photography. I love. And then it was like, Oh, I see what's going on here. Now and so the two came together. Chevy Malibu on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so then, no, it, it turns out. So now I'm scanning Craigslist, right, for weddings and portraits just to stay fed. And I'm embalming bodies on the side. I know that sounds like <laughs> so, right? it's like I had to pay the rent. I had to pay the rent, right? I had to pay the car payment. What do you want from me? So Ferraris, flowers, and bodies. And you know, bodies that's like just fall into the sky. <laughs> so um, then this dealership in Southern California, and this is 2009, by the way. Built a studio because you remember eBay Motors was going to be like the next big thing. It was kind the of the cars yeah, yeah. or the auto trader. And so there was this one general manager, Steve Chapman, who was like really forward thinking at the time. And he goes, I'm going to build a studio. I'm going to have professional pictures. I'm going to put them out. And so I answered, I didn't even answer the Craigslist side. I just went right to the dealership. I was like, I'm your man. And they're like, cool, shoot two, two cars and figure it out. And um, I knew they built the studio, but didn't have enough light in there and stuff because of my knowledge of, of photography. And uh, I went back to my garage and got every light I had, came back down there, shot the two cars. They loved it. And I agreed on this whopping price that you would never get today per car. And so <laughs> then I'm photographing 60, 70 cars at 75 bucks a piece or something at the time. And Good it was night. Yeah, which doesn't happen now. <laughs> I think these kids are out there doing it for 15 or 20 bucks nowadays, right? And right. so and inflation goes up, which is crazy. But anyway, so <laughs> you have me doing this and then I kind of duplicated that. They gave me another store, et cetera, et cetera. I saw the writing on the wall and I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but you get to that point and it was like, cool. Now we have 35, 40 dealers, 25, 26 photographers. It's a good business, like, you know, but it's also a landscaping business, right? Like I mow your lawn, you pay me the money. There's no yep. scalability. There wasn't any more kind people, of things like yeah. That. Right. Yep. So in 2016, you'll love this part. 
we're moving into some new offices. I have these really good friends of mine that own a bunch of Domino's pizzas, super business minded, and we're smoking some weed and we're moving into our new office. It's a very Northern California story. Remember, he's in Northern <laughs> California, everybody. He's so, in Northern no, no, California. No, no. So he's not in And we're Wisconsin, like, we have an idea for these right? commercials. <laughs> you can bleep it or whatever, but you know, we got to no, bleep it. This, it's, not a, can't we? it's not a bad so, word. It's the story. <laughs> oh, no. Did we lose it? Hello? Yeah, I got it. All right. Uh-oh. Here's the part where the entrepreneur gets interrupted by a phone call, and then it messes up his earbuds, and Michael and Kyle and I are sitting here staring at Peter, and we can no longer hear him. So he's putting his earbuds back in. Earbuds are strange. And now the narrator's... Oh. Hey, we're back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us through that segment. We just narrated our way through that. We just I worked, left you it, on worked a it out. hanger with the weed, right? See? It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> um, so my friends go, hey, you need to scale. And we're getting calls from different parts of the country, but I can't go do photos in Missouri, right? Like for, at this time, 35 bucks a piece or $30 a piece. And uh, I was like, okay. I was like, but I need to get them to do the proper compositions. And like in that moment, I was like, oh, if I could give them a wireframe guide and teach them where to stand and take these pictures in sequence and then send them to me, we can edit and put these online and box them up and publish them for the dealership. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And, and we invented wireframe guides, even though everyone else does it, by the way. So we got the patent on that, did the whole thing, and we went right for, this is 2016. So then I accidentally sold eight dealerships by just chance. There were already existing clients of ours, but they wanted more coverage. And then I was like, oh, in-house gets them faster time to market and started like, it all started to kind of come together. And so then fast forward to today and we have, uh, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds. I'm not going to throw out numbers, but it's hundreds and hundreds of dealers in five countries. So it's a pretty, pretty fun story. Yeah. What kind of, uh, so you have captured people in peak moments of their life at weddings and such, and you've also seen them at the end of their life Mm -hmm. as a mortician. What sort of, philosophical beliefs have you thought through about life in general and how has that contributed to the leader that you are today? I think um, you're just not that important. You're on a blue ball flying through space, right? You're only important to the people that really love you, your friends, your family, and that sort of thing. Um, and when you have a team that trusts you, right. So having, uh, uh, being a leader means being able to have a relationship, right? Like they have to trust me and I have to trust them, but I actually have to trust them first. And then also to show them that I'm a little bit vulnerable. So I have to make sure that I know when I'm wrong, I say it out loud. So they go, Peter admits he's wrong we can admit when we're wrong as well, or when we're incorrect and we can kind of fix things faster. Um, But overall, um, I think people don't take enough risk. Um, And I was probably like scared to take risk too. I'm I'm afraid of losing 
the things that I've acquired in my life, whether that's monies or things or whatever, but kind of don't really care about that now. I'm kind of like, when you get into your 45s, you kind of care less about what people think about what you wear, you know, that kind of thing, as opposed to being in high school when it's so important. And um, I think that now I just, I'm in it for the glory. I don't care about the money. Like, so if I do write or my team does write by the dealership and we deliver what we said we were going to do for results, um, and they know that, um, we have a ridiculous retention rate. Like people stay with dealers for a long time. We have clients that we've been with us since we used to shoot cars, which we don't do anymore. Um, so it's pretty, pretty great to be a part of that. And, um, you could take it all away and I'm, I'm smart enough to build it again. And I have the team behind so me do to be you, able to do so it. So do you still like, are you, do you, are you still a photographer at heart? Like, are you, are you still carrying a camera on vacation? There's and literally a multimedia like guy right here <laughs> doing it right now. And there's another camera right here. And we have, we have all the same gear. So you guys have seen these, uh, cowboy videos that we do, right? The, the cow, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the cowboy. Yeah. So the, we, we produce those entirely in house. The only thing I, the only thing is I'm directing at that point usually, uh, but Louie and I, uh, usually write them and uh, we have the same cowboy guy and he's a pretty pretty great comedian but my best friend is a cinematographer out of New York City so we just like assemble the team we have a blast and those things are I don't know $150,000 commercial we do for 50 you know what I mean because we yeah. know yeah. How whose idea yeah whose idea was it to have the cowboy walking around NADA talking into a banana like he was on a cell a little bit of all of us. He'll be a digital dealer too. We do, we're not going to get him for a so too, but but uh, or a Sodacon, but um, he'll be there at digital dealer. I thought it would be a little much for Sodacon. Plus, it's our first time. We want to get to know you. <laughs> it's a small <laughs> thing, and you know, everybody be like, "Okay, yeah, here's a bracelet." Yeah, banana guy. Yeah, and then, so and then, it, and then it's over, right? So the commercials. Let's talk about the commercials for for a minute. Like getting to know I'm you a little bit here. I've kind of understand a little bit more about your personality and like when you put uh, something like those commercials into the world, it definitely could uh, be attention getting for sure, but it could also be polarizing. Some people sure. could really appreciate it. Some people could not like the way dealers are portrayed or some of the elements. So like, what has the response been to them and how have you, how have you kind of handled both sides of it? I would say 90% has been um, astronomically wonderful. Um, and then I would That's say ratio. we have a good, we have a, we have one or two here or there, even existing clients that might be, um, you know, not so happy about the profane. Like I wish you wouldn't do that, but not so much that I don't want your product. We <laughs> dialed it back in the second one in a, in a more clever way. We got better at it just like anything, I guess. Of course. Um, but you, but you need to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. What do you want That's from true. me? Like we're, you know, like I think, that, that video went straight to the top of Lithia. It went straight to the top of Sonic. It went straight to the top of Group One. And we almost do Group One almost exclusively now. So it's gotten a lot of attention in a way that, um, you know, the, uh, the man soap, uh, Sasquatch or Dr. Squatch or whatever it is, right? That's what we're yeah. aiming oh, for. Oh, that Dollar Shave Club, the Sasquatch. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. you know. So um, we'll continue to do that. In fact, we're probably going to have that... Uh, that uh, guy on retainer here shortly, and he's going to do a lot more for us. Um, oh, that's amazing. That. That's fun. That's yeah, good. pretty it's cool. It's a great, it's definitely a 
you know, when I think about brand development in general, like distinct and memorable are at the top of the list for what you want in sure. a brand. And, and oftentimes that's confused with fashionable or fancy or refined. Right. But if, if it's refined or fancy and not distinct or memorable, then you just disappear really quickly. Well, there's two things happening there too. Like one, we know how to have fun clearly, right? Um, but when we when you get to our website, it's very clean and very serious because what we're doing for you is very serious. How we get your attention or we want to show you that we are fun people to work with, right? Um, without like, you know, uh, going too far, but making sure that the when we need to be professional, we are, right? But other than that, we like to have fun like you guys, right? It's funny. I think, I think like, as I, as I reflect back to the Asoda journey over the last couple of years, um, it really is trying to find that balance um, because very quickly people can say, oh, you're just about fun, right? When, if you have the Wah. substance, <laughs> if you have yeah. the substance though, right? And people yes, don't know right, it, right, right. They will, they yeah. will move on. Right. They will move on with and then then you get labeled as, you know, you just well, you're a lot of fun to be around, but I actually need to grow my business. (laughs) Right. And so finding that right balance and the contrast of being able to write your photographer contrast is the the most important thing. Understanding that you need both sides in order to make a compelling image or to make a compelling story. Um, 100 percent. I I see that more than cars, for example. Right. Like you're out there peeling off the plastic with the lady and having a lot of fun with her. But then Mm -hmm. when we sat down with um, the general manager and this other, uh, this other fellow, this uh, uh, sales guy, um, I mean, dude, it was just like, you know what I mean? Like you got that feeling from, from people like I I got it. And like, that's not easy for me. So you hit a nerve and like, so you can, you can do both, I think. And, um, and if you do both well, then you got a little magic, right? Little magic. I think that's a great way to, great, uh, I think that's a great way to end it. Um, yeah, a little, a little bit of magic, Peter. I think that that encapsulates this conversation. Um, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Looking forward to hanging out at a SotoCon in person. That's going to be amazing. But on behalf thank of uh, all, all of us here, uh, Kyle, Michael, myself, and the Soda Crew, thanks for giving us some of your time. I will see you guys in a few weeks. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, coming back into this, I think <laughs> what we ended the intro on, talking about Cirillo in cowboy boots and just like that <laughs> mentality just felt so on brand for this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I mean, just the fact that like f- photos, flowers and dead bodies, you know, were kind of the themes of everything. It's like, of course that runs together to creating an automotive centric SaaS company, you know, climbing, <laughs> ph- photographing mortician, you know, in search of used vehicles to photograph. I, I I felt all sorts of sacrilege thinking the question, which was, did rock climbing somehow influence your desire to become a mortician? Because from a marketer's perspective, that is a fantastic Boom. lead gate. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a lead gate. <laughs> That's I unbelievable. I kind of well, feel like I, being I, a mortician I, would either make you a more astute rock climber or a more nervous rock climber. Yeah, I'd be the latter. Right. Yeah, you know, this, why, this yeah. his story is really, really native to a lot of auto where 
basically you begin doing a thing because you know it's the better way. And so many dealerships, you know, and dealer groups and employees at dealers do this. It's like, hey, I know this is the better way. This has to get done. And then out of that becomes tech or process or something new that then much more, many more people in the industry begin to adopt. And so I love this story because it continues to point back to that thread and theme of entrepreneurialism. We say that dealers are entrepreneurs. And I think that that's like what we key in on. When we mean they're entrepreneurs, they're like the, the McKelvey, right? So we so had, we had to. this didn't exist. So we had, so we had to, to X, right? Um, yeah, I think that that's, the, that that's like the key in for me on this one. Well, and stringing it all together from our conversation that we had with Melissa, which has still left me in a contemplative state, I'm like, oh, you know what? How I, I, each of our inroads into the vertical of automotive seem less accidental and more like, yeah, because there's space in this industry for all industries, all industries. This is like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Of course, he was a mortician, rock climber, photographer who, what did he say? Flowers, butterflies, and the Great Wall of China his way into <laughs> automotive because like that's all roads, seven degrees of automotive. All roads lead into automotive. Lead to automotive. That's great. All lead, all roads lead to automotive. That'll be the next podcast we start. Hey, hey. Well, uh, well we hope you enjoyed this. Episode. No, it's, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> all roads lead to Cirillo. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Auto Collapse. <laughs> on behalf of Paul J. Daly, Kyle Mouncier, and myself, Michael Cirillo, we'll catch you on the next episode. Sign up for our free and fun-to-read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Auto Collapse. Why are we recording? Are we rolling yet? <laughs>